Thanks for tuning in to Ivy Arton. Um, I'm Mars. And I am Kira Ray. We're your hosts. Here we are. Here we are. Do it the thing. Thing we came up with like three months ago. I know. This is so insane. Mars and I, we were in the library, or no, we were in the Everett Lounge Mm -hmm. just a couple of minutes ago, and we were just talking about how this was a dream, and we were (laughs) just sitting, (laughs) just talking about it one day three months ago, and now here we are, like actually doing it in front of microphones with headphones it's so on (laughs) talking to each other it's just so cool no yeah um it definitely is like wild that we're actually at this moment of recording um because we were just you know shooting thoughts around talking about our experiences being black and not knowing how to navigate this world (laughs) and in the arts and we're like going through like topic to topic and yeah. like oh my gosh you experience this too i experience this too yeah let's start a podcast let's talk about it and, and now we're like in a podcast studio and we're talking about it wild <laughs> look at god look at right that. oh my gosh but yes welcome everyone to the ivy yard podcast this is our first episode of season one and we are so excited to be doing this and sharing this with you guys sharing our experiences being black and navigating the world of arts administration and yeah just excited to bring you guys with us and connect with everyone that tunes in so yeah connect with the experiences that you've had share the experiences we've had and hopefully be able to connect them and you know also let you know you're not the only one going through it yeah yeah um sometimes we don't really have the chance to connect within the arts like it's so dog eat dog in a lot of the disciplines and we're like, okay, yeah, I want to get to know you because we're the only people that look like us. Yeah. But also, we're competing against each other. Yeah. So, no. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so interesting because you you know that there are, you can you sometimes see that other people are experiencing the same thing as you. You know, like you know, I see Misty Copeland on stage, or I see right. dancers at Dance Theater of Harlem, and like I'm like okay I think that they've had the same experience as me like maybe they've been the only black person in a room but at the same time I don't exactly know for sure because I've never had a conversation with them so even though you're navigating the world and assuming that you share experiences with people at the same time you think that you're the only one experiencing things also so it's like this weird like duality of like feelings and you're like ah I feel so lonely or I don't know it's so weird it is it is it's incredibly lonely and you know you're really only able to relate to yourself until you get that chance to talk to the others and it's like okay am I actually gonna take that Mm -hmm. chance and you just never really know how it's gonna go but I think for us like we're in different disciplines we're from different areas and we're like wait a minute we are going through some of the exact yeah. same things and we don't have too much in common in terms of like our arts backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was like a really big connect for the two of us, especially like, wait a minute, hold on. 
two different areas yeah like how like what <laughs> yeah it's like we're we're saying some of the same stuff yeah. just in a different font yeah and and <laughs> we'll actually give you guys some background as to like how mars and i even got to this moment of mm-hmm. you know sitting in a space together and recording and so both of us we are in our first semester Oof. First year at Teachers College, Columbia Ooh. University, and come on Ivy, I know, come on <laughs> come Ivy League, girl, <laughs> crazy because I know for me, like when I, even when I was going to undergrad, I never thought that I would be able to attend an Ivy League institution. Like I was like, I'm not smart enough. You know, people would never even can want to even consider looking at my application and everything and I remember when I was applying to undergrad I even said to my friends I was like I'm gonna apply to Cornell just so I can get a fancy rejection letter like I <laughs> literally said that to people and I, when I look back on it I'm like girl girl believe in yourself like right. like your grades were fine and all that stuff but anyway um for so long yeah I thought that I wasn't capable of you know walking the halls of these very um, esteemed, you know, and uh, professional institutions. But once I graduated from TCU, I was kind of just like, you know what, what the heck? Like, let's just apply and see what happens. And then I got in and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, this is real. And for a second, I did think that the the, um, acceptance letter was actually a rejection letter. Oh, like I was like, why is there confetti? I was like, this is the most fanciest rejection letter ever. But then it was like, you're ready to change the world. I was like, yes. <laughs> but here we are. Here we are. And um, Mars and I are in the same program, the arts administration program. And mm-hmm. before we started the FS- the semester officially, we've received like student profiles of everyone in our class. Yep. And Mars will share her side of the story of this in a Ooh. second. But I remember when I opened them up, you know, like when you start something new, when you go anywhere, you're like, all right, where's the black people? Like, right, immediately. <laughs> like, where, where are you? I want to make sure I have someone in the space that like somewhat understands what, you know, I may be going through, even if we don't end up connecting, you know, mm-hmm. in person. But we got the email of the student profiles and I was looking through it and I was like, but I was like, just let there be one. Just let there be one. Please just let there be one. Ooh, and I saw Mars and and I was like, OK, bet. I was like, bet <laughs> she's going to be the first one I go up. <laughs> but Mars, you want to share um, what you said to me about like when you were like talking about with your friends oh, and nuts. looking through the profiles. Yeah. So I, of course we got the email and I was like super excited just to see one, how many people were in the program. And then two, I was like, please don't let me be in another situation where I am the only one. Yeah. Um, cause for my cohort in undergrad, I was the only one mm-hmm. and there was only 15 of us. So I'm like, all right, not too bad. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And we're opening up that document and I'm just scrolling and scrolling and I'm like, okay, there's so, so many I saw, names. I saw my bio. I saw my bio. I'm like, okay, so there's me. Um, let me keep scrolling. See Kira, and I'm like, okay, who? And then I'm like, wait a minute. There's a lot more bios after hers. Uh-huh. Um, how many people are in this cohort? And so I'm scrolling. Mind you, it's not completely done. So I counted. There's like at the time there's there like was like forty something. Yeah, forty. Yeah, and it was just us two, and I'm like, hmm. Maybe, maybe there's some more than just us two. Who knows? But there wasn't. But that's a big cohort. There was a it, there's ginormous. 60, there were 67 of us in total. Yeah. Now 62. Yeah. And it's still just us two. Yeah. It's just us two. And I'm like, oh. And that's that it nuts. really surprised me because I thought that because I too came from an institution where I was the only black person in mm-hmm. my 2023 like dance class, not the school as a whole, but 
it was it was so difficult and so going to grad school especially being at columbia i was like oh you know they hand they literally hand pick their right people so i'm naturally assuming that there will be more it'll be more naturally be more diverse you mm-hmm. know um mm. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's not but i don't think i don't think so mm. i was like not there only be two black people i was like again and a program of 62 right i was like what are we doing but, yeah but you know we're here we made it we're we connected we're thriving <laughs> um but yeah that was only just a shock of like you for real yeah <laughs> two out of six two out of 62 that's yeah. but like also when you consider you know the cost of columbia and i know it was even like a big grapple for me to even yeah, decide to come like yeah. i was five seconds from being like nah bro mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not doing that to myself um but we did that to ourselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember I was like debating so hard. Yeah, if I was gonna come, like, cause I don't, you know, I don't have. I genuinely don't have the money to be here, and I, yeah. you know, yeah. all of it is loans, and I was already coming from TCU with a whole mm-hmm. bunch of loans, and so I was just like, ooh. But then I was like, I can't not, yeah, come here. You know, yeah. like when. I feel like, you know, when black people enter into a space, especially a space that we've been told for so long that we can't go here, we can't do these things. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this isn't a win for me. Like, this is, I'm bringing the whole community with me, you know? And I've been telling my friends, I'm like, it's not me going to Columbia. I'm like, we're all going to Columbia. You know, we're all getting this master's degree. We're all changing the world, all of this stuff. Because it's just, you know, everything that, how I like to live my life, I like to think that everything is bigger, Mm-hmm. than me you know like I think that's what keeps me going I keep that's what keeps me passionate about working hard and sometimes being uncomfortable being with being in places and spaces with people that don't look like me and mm-hmm. what makes me be okay with being the only one because I'm at least starting to pave a way for more to come through in the future exactly. so yeah but I guess how we got here here mm-hmm. keeping the story going right um <laughs> <laughs> after me and Mars met we formed this little like friend group uh, with some more people in our program and one day Mars and I we were sitting in the library and we were just talking and she mentioned earlier how we're both from different places mm-hmm. and Mars is from Maryland Maryland yeah she's from Maryland yeah. she's from Maryland good old MD <laughs> and I'm from Texas and you know completely different Ooh. north south North South, really North South, you know, um, hot cold, hot, basically hot cold, girl, <laughs> hot cold. Um, but Mars and I, we were sitting in the library one day, and I don't even remember what we were talking about, like what specific. I think we were talking about the readings from that day, and then mm-hmm. we eventually went on a tangent of just like the program, which led us to the arts conversation and our experiences, mm-hmm. and we literally bounced like from our educational experiences, our performance experiences, Mm -hmm. how we got into the arts. And there was just so much overlap, Mm -hmm. so much overlap. And it's like, you know, I'm a musician, you're a dancer. Mm -hmm. Typically there isn't too, too much overlap there, but our experiences were really looking one in the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it it was our black experience, the fact that both of us are black and so it didn't matter that we were coming from two different places you know Mm -hmm. have two different backgrounds in what field we're in like us being we were still the same yeah we were still connected and so yeah as Mar said like we got on a whole tangent and (laughs) (laughs) 
we were just like not us experiencing the same thing we right. should start a podcast like we should talk about this because sure. we just started wondering like how many other people experience the exact same thing and it was yeah it was it's just being black wow <laughs> wow just... so so many of the same experiences um so really how did we get to our name ib arton yeah what, what transpired for us to get there what does it stand for mm -hmm. um so yeah of course ib arton is kind of a reference to aabe but also it's also an acronym mm -hmm. um standing for inspire black arts in and then you can music the dot, dot, dot. dance yeah. visual <laughs> arts all that stuff yeah yeah, yeah. we were sitting um we had after our first initial conversation in the library we had many more oh, after that so many <laughs> trying to you know like come up topics about what we wanted to discuss on the podcast um but when I remember when we were specifically thinking about the name, mm -hmm. we were like, well, I we had so I, many lists. We had so many. And I wish I kept the other names that we had written down because mm -hmm. we were y'all. We were all over the place. All like, over. <laughs> all, we're talking 20, 20 <laughs> names deep, like which one really resonates with us. You know, how do we feel about that? But we want to see that branding yeah. us like is, does that get the message across and. I think you started saying you were like I was like I, I wanna you said I'd I be wanna, something. I'd be I'd be black. I'd be Yeah, and I was I'd be like black arts. Yeah. Black arts inspire, <laughs> black podcast of the black. Like mm. I don't know, like we got into some French like yeah, aspects it was, of it. Yeah, we were like looking at French French. We were like, How do you say this in French? Black in French or yeah. like yeah. I don't know, inspire in French and just we were trying to be cool. We were like art noir. <laughs> like we were really good. Art, no art noir, bro. <laughs> we really went through a lot of different names. I there. forgot about the art noir. And I love about Mars is that she's she's so honest. Like you'll make a suggestion, and she's like, mm, mm -mm. she's like, no, like immediately. Yeah, so I was like, mm, let's think about it. Let's put a pin. She's in like, it. let's keep going. <laughs> let's find something else. But then we came to a point where we were like, Wait. what do we want to do? Like, yeah. what is our purpose? You know, when we both found that, we were like. We want to inspire black people. We want mm -hmm. to inspire black artists to whatever, you to know. To do what they want to do, whether, you know, they take it into their career or they just continue it as a hobby if they've spent so much time on it, you know, give you the, or at least let you know you have the freedom to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll likely get into that later on down the road mm -hmm. of the specifics of it. But, you know, we're not really granted that freedom when we enter the arts yeah. and we're even remotely serious about it or we show some kind of passion towards it we're pushed into oh are you gonna make this your career is this sustainable and it's like dude i just want to art like yeah <laughs> can you let me art first figure mm -hmm. out where it fits in my life and if you start as a kid boom that's that's out the window because whether it's family or school that's kind of just being forced on you of like yeah you're gonna keep doing that and mm -hmm. if you don't keep doing that you're a quitter you're a failure yeah yeah <laughs> i i i hate how that uh just guilt exists mm -hmm. if you want to step away from the arts and um i talked about this with you because yeah. i feel like i've been in this big exploratory period of what art means to me and like do i want to keep dancing um because me making the decision to come to Columbia was really big and mm -hmm. not because oh I'm choosing to go to Ivy League but 
you know, when you've been dancing all of your life, and maybe you felt this as a musician, yeah. um, but when you've been dancing all of your life, and then, you know, I went to TCU specifically and got my BFA in dance because I wanted to dance professionally. Like, I've been working all of my life to dance professionally. Mm -hmm. And then I got into a company, and I was like, crap, I don't want to do this. I was like, oh my gosh, like, the idea of being in a company, at least when I graduated at the time, was disgusting to me. I was like, I am tired, I'm burnt out. And I realized I had a lot more other interests, you know, mm -hmm. my education, videography, um, writing, editing, like all of these things. But I felt like because I was in the arts from a young age and it was like, all right, if you do this, you need to commit 100%. You can't give, you know, don't give up on it. Mm -hmm. My other interests immediately went out the window and I had to neglect those things for so long. And so once I graduated and I was like, I'm not going to go to this company, you know, choosing to go, you know, to school and continue my education. Um, it was a really big thing. And I felt like I was giving up on myself. I felt like I was giving up on dance. I felt like mm -hmm. I was throwing out all of the support that I received over the years, yeah. just completely throwing it down the drain. And I felt so guilty and I didn't know how to balance dance and education, dance and ed policy dance and <laughs> arts administration like all of these things and so i i wish that i had the advice um growing up that hey dance can always just be for fun yeah. you know it doesn't have to be your life or even if you decide to you know take a break from it that it's never gonna go anywhere you know like yeah. i know it felt as if okay, if I take a break from it, it felt like I couldn't go back to it. It was like, you can never join a company again. You can never go take class again if you decide to take a break from it this semester or whatever. And I was like, Kira, you need to stop thinking like that. Like, that is that is just not, that's not realistic. You know, you can always go back. You, It it's will always be there. Art will always be there. Dance will always be there. Um, At least it's supposed to be. Yeah. But it's... The thing is, like, it's not even the art itself that puts you in that predicament. It's the communities that you're in with your specific art mm -hmm. that put that on you. Like, for you, you stop dancing for a little bit or you're not considering it professionally at the time. Then there's that concern of, like, okay, will I still be considered a professional dancer? Mm -hmm. um, like, I definitely suffered from a little bit of that same kind of confusion and that weight, um, both as a musician and then also as a music educator. Uh, so got my undergrad degree in music education, focus in violin. And, you know, I started teaching. I took a gap year before coming here. And some of the challenges that I faced as a teacher were they were a little crippling. Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> I was like, whoa, um, specifically with just the route that I took. Um, Should have taken a different route mm -hmm. with the teaching for sure. You know, we live and we learn. But feeling inadequate as a teacher despite knowing my skills as a teacher and mm -hmm. then because of that and because of undergrad in general feeling drained with my instrument like I had already felt drained in high school going to performing arts high school and there I was a violin major taking that into undergrad for music ed but still with the focus in my violin mm -hmm. redrained me again like it started back up of like oh yeah I really want to do this I'm taking this seriously I'm excited to be playing my instrument again and then by the end of those four years, I'm like, please get it away from me. Yeah, please. I'm done. <laughs> get done. it away from me. I'm done with this. Get me out of here, please. 
crazy. Genuinely. And like, it's hard when you've made your passion a part of your career because yes. if you get sick of it, that's not an outlet anymore. And I was kind of at that mm-hmm. point once I stopped teaching for a little bit. Um, I was at that point and I'm like, I can't go to what it is that I want to do. And my other instruments, I don't like, I'll, I'd pick them up here and there, mm-hmm. but it wasn't the same. Um, and so having that feeling of like, okay, I can't go to that anymore. And still like grappling with, can I consider myself a musician if I'm not playing? If I'm not actively, actively playing. Yeah. 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 Um, the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you can. But you know, that's hard. It's easier to say than to feel that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing is like, we're so, I guess, like stuck on what our particular communities are going to say. Yeah, I mean, also like the arts, you know, you're performing arts, mm-hmm. especially like, you know, my sometimes it's easy to equate your value and your worth as a person, as a professional, you know, in whatever field you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, you place that into the hands of somebody else because Ooh. you're always auditioning, you always. know? And if they tell you yes, then you're like, okay, yeah. I'm good. You know, like I made it, you know, mm-hmm. I'm worth, you know, listening to, you know, coming to a show to watch. But if you, they say no, you know, and if you are used to constantly like being Getting, rejected, yeah. then it's yeah. like, dang, like, am I good enough? What do I do then? Am I good enough? <laughs> and like, especially with dance, like your body, your physical body is the art, you know? Yeah. So you have a very hard time separating, mm. you know, this is me as a dancer and then this is me as a person. Or when I hear that correction, it's like, okay, wait, are they correcting me because they don't like me? Or are they correcting me because I'm just not doing the step how they want it to? Yeah. You know, it's very hard to make that separation. And so, um, <clears throat> I kind of forgot why I started <laughs> saying all that, but <laughs> no, but it, it tracks. Um, it's yeah, and, and I remember you said something earlier about um, when your passion, your love for mm-hmm. your art, is connected to your career. You know, yeah. it's oh my gosh, I ugh, it's exhausting. It's exhausting because when your art stops fulfilling you, what because you it's your job then you start doing it out of obligation and not out of love. And I was telling you guys that story earlier about, you know, coming to Columbia and making that transition of uh, stepping away from dance and focusing on my education right now. Like that was a huge part of that also, you know, like how do I, I know I want to keep dancing, but at the same time, because I don't love it right now, there's no way I can make a career out of it. Mm-mm. Because I was like, if I'm going to keep going, I have to do it because I love it, not because I'm telling myself I have to do it or because the world is telling me I have to do it because you won't survive. You won't. You won't survive. You know, like I and and, and I'm dancing like it's my like I'm exhaust like my body that I carry with me every single day into whatever space dance or if it's the bank or if it's a (laughs) classroom like that's with you it's it's with me you know there's no separating it and so um moving out of place of love and trying to continue to love the arts when it's something that you have been doing forever and especially in an academic setting um because another reason Mars and I connected was because I went to a performing arts high school too and then I studied dance in college and dance and academia art and academia 
in general is Mm -hmm. exhausting because you that's I feel like that's when you start moving away from I'm doing this because I'm loving it to I'm doing it because I have to do it and I have to get through this program because it's a great great and I need this to graduate exactly and you stop doing it for yourself you know you start doing it for the teacher that's out the front of the classroom and Mm -hmm. and so you just kind of start to die out and get burnt out along the way and it really sucks it does but i will say i will say you can <laughs> refine your love you can for it and sometimes it does take stepping <laughs> you know i'm goofy girl for sure sometimes <laughs> sometimes it takes takes stepping mm-hmm. back and but stepping back does not mean you are throwing it to the fire and saying i can never ever return like the door is always open but it's, it's also okay open. to go explore other doors yeah at the same time and see where it leads you because you know going through the other door might be the thing that leads you back to right you know the one that you initially left from and so yeah yeah and it doesn't make you you know inadequate for taking that break taking that step back you know it's okay to take step back from whatever it is that brings you joy sometimes mm-hmm. if it stops bringing you joy and like i think other areas kind of give a little bit more leeway to take a step back but it's always so crippling (laughs) when it comes to the arts and you want to take that step back and take that break and performing art because you have to if you don't practice every day like you can lose it then you can can lose parts of it lose it you know and i i played the violin for when i was (laughs) hated it but (laughs) i get it i get it (laughs) i played the violin when i was younger and like even if i went a week without practicing like i noticed how my fingers you know they couldn't move as fast as they could you know when i was practicing consistently and and same thing with dance you know I can be on my leg, you know, doing, you know, four pirouettes and I'm like, "Ooh, yeah, that's because I'm in the studio every single day actively always working on my balance." But then, you know, I take two even just two days off. Mm-hmm. It's like, "Whoa, girl. Whoa. <laughs> what what are you doing?" It's like, "What do you mean rest? Why did you rest?" Right. You don't need that. It's like, "Now we're stiff." Now we're st- now we're now stiff. We're stiff. <laughs> stiff stiff everywhere and i'm like don't look at me i'm like teacher please stay on that side of the classroom it's like don't come over because here, i'm like please. falling like it's just it's just a mess but that's a whole another topic though that, that we is. could get into like the toxicity Ooh. of oh girl <laughs> it's already on the list it's on the list it's already on the list um but there was one more thing that i wanted to jump back to mm-hmm. um you mentioned something about uh like am i a professional if i um if i stop or if i if i step away from this for a little bit and i remember i had to do a lot of mental and emotional and inner work when it came to choosing to not dance professionally and go to school Mm -hmm. um i had to really ask myself like what does it mean to be a professional you know and because I felt like I was one, but at the same time, I didn't have the title of company member behind yeah. my name. And so it was like, is anybody going to take me as a legitimate artist if I'm not actively dancing with the company mm-hmm. right now? And I remember coming to a place of like, it's not just a title that makes you professional. You know, oh. it's the way that you act. It's the way that you carry your spell- yourself in spaces. It's the way that you communicate with people properly like there are a whole there's a it's a combination of things that makes you this one thing that can deem you as a professional and a professional in your eyes may also look different from Mm -hmm. you know the 
perception of somebody else and how they define professionalism. And so, you know, I had to learn how to validate myself and yeah. not always need, um, you know, the teacher at the mm-hmm. front of the room telling me that I am good enough, yeah. uh, telling me that I'm a professional, telling me that I am capable and all of this stuff. Um, so yeah, I wanted to make sure I said that cause it was, it was, it, it was hard. It was really hard to do cause yeah, you're so used to needing the person at the front of the room yeah. to, um, validate, to validate you, yeah. you know? So to be able to tell you, yeah, you're good at this. You know what you're doing and to not have that, especially, as you're leaving academia, mm-hmm. um, like leaving out of undergrad, I know for me not having my private instructor, like, you know, we're friends now. I still talk to her. Um, occasionally babysit. <laughs> yeah, you do babysit. Yeah, I you do were babysit. telling me that. <laughs> I remember, sorry, wait, this, <laughs> this is a side story. But Marsh, just, we were hanging out one day and she just like randomly dropped in there. She was like, I was, she was like, oh, look at this baby. And I was like, girl, who's this baby? Like, I think you like showed me a picture or maybe you posted them on your story. I don't know. I think something like you, that. Yeah, I think you showed you one. And I was like, child. I was like, does she have a child right God, now? God, no. And, she, <laughs> and then she was like, I babysit. And I was like, you babysit and then yeah. you're like yeah go to jersey and i was like oh Ooh, it's a trek but no like her and i developed that relationship mm-hmm. um throughout my four years because i had her all four except for the semester that i went abroad mm-hmm. um but had her freshman year to senior year and you know we developed like that relationship which is nice because that's also not common especially within like the music side mm-hmm. of the arts is actually becoming friends with your you know private instructor like we already had some kind of friendship a little bit I think throughout my four years but like we've I think we've definitely developed one now um and so she was always she was probably one of like the best instructors mm-hmm. I've had my other ones were also great <laughs> they were also great the one that I had in high school love her the my very first one she's a family friend love her too mm-hmm. um but she was the first one that you know I actually built a friendship with and she kind of understood my feelings my grappling with the violin and she wanted to understand mm-hmm. that when I first came in because it's always weird when you first like meet an instructor for the first time and they're your private instructor because it's like yeah this is somebody I'm gonna see you know yeah, yeah yeah once a week for an hour um but you know she genuinely wanted to understand my feelings my wants towards the violin that way she could help me mm-hmm. um do what I need to do and also meet the grade requirements that were required by the programs and our major um I think she definitely kind of played a large part in me still having some kind of excitement Mm -hmm. for it throughout my four years like I don't know if I would have had that or stayed with it if she wasn't in your life yeah had she not been like so understanding of it and that was really hard because I was like whoa I'm seeing other peers who are also like violin primaries and they're like switching from <laughs> instructor to instructor yeah. each semester and I'm like Ooh, I don't gotta deal with that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like I have my person yeah I did and I was like so thankful for her um so yeah it's definitely it's hard not to have that like that encouragement to keep wanting to play because it's like oh well you know I finally found someone who kind of like understands and is like able to who has the experience mm-hmm. and the professionalism um as a violinist to be able to encourage me and kind of help me like with technique and things like that and now eh, she's, and then, she's, that's not a thing yeah yeah <laughs> that's not really a thing um and even now like 
we obviously still talk and she still is like validating like the fact that yeah I'm not really playing as much as I was before mm -hmm. and that's okay that doesn't make me any less of a professional any less of a musician any less of a educator just because I'm not playing as much right now in this phase of my life yeah yeah and I honestly like I'm a little jealous of you <laughs> that you have um you know that that person mm -hmm. you know that's able to encourage you in this time and still make you feel like validated and loved even though you're not playing an instrument you know yeah. at this you know in this current moment because um <clears throat> I I want that you know I want that person I I've I've felt very lonely in my career as an artist mm -hmm. and mind you I'm still growing you know I'm right. still learning new things I'm still meeting new people but I feel like I haven't had that one consistent person who is a dancer who is black who has navigated all of the challenges as a dance world I haven't had someone like that as a mentor to mm -hmm. help me experience you know these new feelings that I am experiencing right now um, since I've stepped away from dance for a little bit mm -hmm. um, and I crave it so bad I crave it so bad and um, you know I've bought a lot of books recently and yeah. then <laughs> I've been like pouring <laughs> pouring myself in all of these readings you know I have like Angela Davis and Bell Hooks and I just got Missy Copeland's book and in her book right now it's called The Wind at My Back she's explaining to me about her mentor is or was um, Raven Wilkinson and Raven Wilkinson was the first uh, black ballerina and ballet Russe de Monte Carlo and that's like major like <laughs> major um, but Misty uh, became her mentee and in her book she was explaining to me how like it was so important for her to have that person because yeah. um, she Raven for her helped her bridge that gap between Misty as a dancer and Misty as a person outside of dance and I feel like I'm I'm wanting, you know, I'm very much wanting someone like that for myself. Because, mm -hmm. um, you know, we need a little guidance. For sure. We definitely need guidance in this world. And um, to assume that anybody can do anything alone, I think that, you know, I don't think that's the best, best assumption, you know. Like, I believe that everybody needs somebody. Um, and everybody needs some kind of mentor in every area of their mm -hmm. life. You know, you need your personal life people, you need your career people, you know, you need your dance people, you need your spiritual group people, you know, whatever it is that, that you partake in. Like, we always need those people who have that wisdom to yeah. um, give us some advice and to help us navigate life right now. And so... Yeah, I'm like, you know, I've been praying. I've been like, Lord, like, please bring me somebody <laughs> that understands because I feel so lonely still. Um, but, you know, I'm okay. Still thriving. <laughs> you know, we're still <laughs> thriving. You know, um, I journal a lot. And so that, you know, that's been helping. And, um, you know, reading books, you know, making a podcast, you know, like yeah. I needed reading. I've been reading these books because it's been helping me connect even though I'm not directly connected with Misty Copeland, obviously, right. Lord, I wish, um, even though I'm not directly connected with her, like just reading her experience is already making me feel better mm -hmm. and tying that into this podcast. Like, I think that's exactly what we're trying to do, you know, doing the same thing with connecting with people, even though we don't have a personal 
connection with them because sometimes seriously all it takes is just hearing that someone has experienced the same thing as you and then you're like okay community okay i'm good right community community is so important and especially as black individuals whether you're in the arts or not like we need each other we, sure. we need each other to make it in in this world and to keep a healthy mind and feel as if we're loved and and, and all that stuff so just to be whole yeah, just to be whole yeah mm. no but i think like now that we're kind of like talking about the mentor aspect mm-hmm. it definitely makes me um incredibly appreciate like appreciative yeah. of the professor that kind of got you and i through oh this God. last part of uh, it y'all let, let us tell you love her down let us tell love you about her bad oh. she she's amazing she is um like the only black full-time faculty mm-hmm. in the arts administration program. program. Oh my gosh. She is, uh, she sought I, us out. I, <laughs> she sought us I like out. To, <laughs> we're speaking. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to sound weird as we're like speaking to these microphones, but I'm like, I don't even have the proper words to, to explain how amazing this woman is so i just want to be like oh she's so amazing but she's i so feel like amazing. me making those sounds might sound a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> might sound a little nuts might sound a little wild but but it's true though like so to give you all some context mm-hmm. um we well kira she had texted i'm in the library at least yeah. from my side i'm in the library one day and kira you know she sends me a text and she's like hey ran into a professor so and so and there's this event going on um, just to meet some of the like other black students in TC mm-hmm. and the faculty um, in this room. Like she wants us both to go. Would you be down? Are you free? And I'm like, sure. Why not? Yeah. Like I was just working on stuff for an asynchronous class. So boom, we meet up there and we're meeting some other faculty, some other students here, um, all black, of course. And I'm like, it would make sense that she's going to be here, mm-hmm. but like she hadn't gotten there yet. And so we're just talking, chit chatting. And, she comes and we're talking and she lets us know about um the black and a rad like group that she's trying to start or like that's kind of been in the works these past couple years and you know with like the fact that it's a two-year program Mm -hmm. there's not there's not like enough time to really like try and get something started and then black people in our program as well right i mean there's only two of us in (laughs) our our cohorts and there's one in the in the cohort of us yeah it's like one or two or something like that yeah, I think either way, it's below five, <laughs> less than not five. a lot, less than five. Um, if we don't count this professor, right? Um, but you know, she was telling us about that, and then we start talking more about how, like, oh, wait, we could kind of help this and also like start a podcast because mm-hmm. we got back into this conversation now for a second time at mm-hmm. the moment. And this is back, but in, I like, feel like October. we were more serious about it, yeah, this time, especially since she said that. There was funding. There was funding. We there were like, funding. Oh, you know, we love the money. Right. It's like, <laughs> especially if we don't have to come out of pocket and like, this is something that could be through that. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, she came back around after she had her conversations mm-hmm. and we were telling her about this and she's like, She's oh. like, there's a podcast studio. Yeah. And we're like, what? We're like, and, what are you talking about? Because right, so, at this point, Mars and I were literally on Amazon, like looking at podcasts. Like, like podcast equipment, <laughs> like, recording yeah. equipment. Looking, looking up on at, YouTube, how to start podcasts, like right. all this stuff actively sitting there trying to figure this out yeah and she's like oh yeah like there's a way that you can you know do all of that for free the mm-hmm. tc just sign and, up yeah and we're like hot and so she's like actually do you all have some time and so then we go on this little field trip mm-hmm. and we come to the studio well we go somewhere else and we get to see this other like 
art kind of gallery slash exhibit mm-hmm. that's here in the campus, yeah. which we didn't know about. Um, so that was really cool. So who knows what we'll do with that information yeah. now, but still really cool. Got to meet some more people. Did a lot of like unplanned networking, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she brought us down to the studio and we met, I think, two of two men they're i think they're like two they're a part of like the they're a part of the studio our lovely producer she probably knows who they are (laughs) i would imagine yeah (laughs) how long ago was that was maybe like a month no that was like in october october yeah Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so much has happened since october it doesn't even feel like december it's been a dense semester (laughs) we ain't even gonna get into it um we got to meet them and you know we're talking to them about kind of what we want to do and they're talking to us about you know oh you should get in contact with this person Mm -hmm. as like a resource but we could you know help you here and so they showed us the studio they showed us the other studio that's here and they're letting us know about the studio and barnard Barnard, and then they're like actually somehow we got into like multimodal um dissertations dissertations, and then we went to go up there and they showed us to that and it just turned into a really great it was a great day it was so amazing it was spontaneous but it felt like it was affirming yeah it was so (laughs) affirming and like you know when you have a new idea about Mm -hmm. doing anything you know sometimes you never know if it'll actually become a real thing because you know conceptualizing ideas and then operational you know make putting them into like action items and making them come to life like that's actually really hard to do incredibly you know and that's where people stop that's where people typically don't keep going yeah 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 yeah. and so like definitely am very blessed to be in a space like tc you know even despite being so you know so few in numbers in terms of like the black population like this is this is a huge win you know and a huge stepping stone and i can literally feel us like paving the way for other people that might like that might touch this space and so yeah it was really affirming and I remember when we first walked into the studio like Mars and I's face like lit up like we looked like <laughs> a kid at a candy store like we were like oh my, oh my gosh because it was the moment I feel like we both knew that like this is real like yeah. this this can be a very real thing and our minds immediately just started going and the next day we were like google doc sharing it with you right now writing things down trying to come up with a name and and all of the stuff all of the stuff and, and now the stuff got us and here. now the stuff got us <laughs> here got baby. Us for sure we're doing this <laughs> <laughs> no like it's it's funny now but like it really is so exciting that we've gotten to this point and gotten past the brainstorming gotten past the like mm-hmm. figuring out the details figuring out a logo that was <laughs> oh <my laughs> that god, took y'all. weeks oh my god because we're like oh we kind of like this but then we kind of don't like that and yeah. i remember we had something and then i was like, we're like i think you mentioned something about having an afro and i was like okay okay i'm vibing with it mm-hmm. and then i was just playing around and i was like what if we added a second one <laughs> what if we there's a two one? of them and i was like there's two like how can we structure this and where we even like talked to our friends about it mm-hmm. um within like our little, our little group. group chat yeah and i showed them and i was like they were sitting like right next to me and i was like doing the extra little things mm-hmm. and i was like wait this looks really cool mm-hmm. it's like texted to kira um like a development it. a development mm-hmm. off of it yeah. i was like how do you feel about this go i sent her a screenshot and she was like wait a minute I, I like that. I, I like, like that, that a lot. Yeah. Um, and it was so funny. I remember we had a little. <laughs> so much work. I, so I wanted the B. Oh, bro. <laughs> Please. 
<laughs> please. <laughs> I wanted the B to be a microphone because I wanted people to be able to just look at it and be like, ah, oh, yeah, some kind of like podcast thing yeah, because yeah. the B is a mic. But Mm-mm. Mars tried it many times and no. I was like, I kept being like, try it again, try it again. Like maybe it'll work this time. And she's like, Kira, no, we've all, it's not working. she was like, it's not working. And <laughs> after she sent me the final design that we have now, um, I, t- <laughs> I t- <laughs> she went back in. I went back in. I texted her again, and I was like, "I still want the B to be a mic." And she was like, "Hang it up, Kira." <laughs> she was like, "It's not gonna happen." No, because okay, so she went back in. Initially, we just had I B Arton, and like all the letters were the letters, but then she went back in and she changed the I to a paintbrush, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, "Okay, I like that. That makes sense." And she moved the dancer. Initially, the dancer was behind the, the, the eye. first eye. The first eye, like the leg, um, was behind the first eye. And so she went and she moved that to the side. And, and then, then we played with the microphone a little bit too. Yeah, just move. I think you had it on the T. And so I was like, what if we moved it to the to A? The so a. it's like balanced. Yeah. Um, a for amp, audio, you know, things that like a mic. Like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It kind of makes sense. Um, and then you were like, I still kind of want to see the, the B to be a mic. And I said, like, girl, let it go. Yeah. <laughs> let it go. We did tried it so many times. Like, let yes, it am. go. Like, Hang okay. it up. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to let it go. Because we tried. I'm like, I see the vision. However. It's not working. It's it's a lot of effort. That that was effort to see that vision with the B. It was um, not working. Out but I liked it. I did. Listen, we tried it. And you know what? And sometimes all you, you know, <laughs> just you trying is enough. Yeah, we, we just got to try. You tried, it doesn't mean that needs to be the real thing, you know? Fair. <laughs> so it's fine, you know? Because here we are today. We, we, we are. love, we love, we love it. We do. Made Instagram posts. Period. Putting it everywhere. So, <laughs> so stay tuned, basically. So stay, <laughs> stay tuned, basically. Stay tuned. Promise there won't be any changes to the logo. Unless I go in secretly and try and add the microphone again. <laughs> Right. Right. Oh my gosh. We are going to go ahead and wrap this podcast up. You know, we are again to just reiterate what we said at the beginning. We're so excited to be starting this new, you know, thing, you know, going down this new journey uh, with you guys and with one another. You know, it's been such a blessing, you know, getting to meet Mars. And I'm happy that we can connect and share experiences with not only one another, but bring that to a larger audience and everything so yeah yeah stay tuned guys Please. we have <laughs> so much more juicy stuff and we just can't wait to share it for sure and yeah. we'll you'll get to hear from some other people as well yes we're gonna um, bring on special guests for sure so you're, you're not just gonna hear the two of us yeah. all the time um however you know it will be mostly us mm-hmm. but <laughs> you will be hearing from others as well because you know we recognize that it's not just the two of us yeah. and there are some aspects of what we'll be talking about that just require some additional input from, you know, those who are already doing the research and mm-hmm. already doing the work as well. Um, and so we want to share those resources with you. We want to be a resource. We want to mm-hmm. be an encouragement. We want to be a safe space. Um, and we want to hear from you yeah. as well. I think we want to be able to be open for other artists to, uh, an own collective of our own, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, <laughs> and be open to have conversations, you know, yeah. beyond just what we're experiencing right now. For sure. And with that, I think I would say, like, if you guys ever wanted to swipe up, you know, on Instagram or DM us, be like, hey, can you talk about this? Or, like, 
have you experienced this like feel free to reach out because we would love to you know open up the conversation and include you guys in it as well so absolutely yeah but all right guys thank you for tuning in and closing, we, out. closing out we'll see you guys next time we'll see you next time <laughs>